jambo au hibara sabori assalamu alaikum to each and every one of you welcome to another spiritual and impactful episode of spiritual vitamins i am your brilliant teacher the chosen one so listen and listen good beloved many a times have we come to the precipice of things where we have a tendency to worry more about what others have and less of what we have we're not thankful for the things that we have and the people we have in our lives but i'm here to tell you now people just got a lot of i'm willing to say it bull crap for christmas you got you a nice little ps5 You got you some brand new kicks. Your boss sends you a bottle of the best Cavassier that was on the shelf. But guess what? If I tell you this now, beloved, would you believe me when I say none of that matters? Because you can't take it to the grave with you. You can't. You can't take it to the grave with you. Gone are the days of ancient Egypt when you can take some of the things that matter to you in this world and say, hey, I'm going to put it in my casket. Gone are the days when you say, excuse me, Pradak, please place all of my dresser and backpack and PlayStation and video games and all my kicks and oh, and please make sure you put my weed in here. Gone are those days. when you can take it with you you can't so often we put so much emphasis on materials and the things that we get for christmas when that is not the reason for the season the reason for the season is being kind to others doing for the less fortunate and showing love to those people around you who don't have it like you do I want to tell you guys a story. And I want you guys to listen loud and clear. Trust me when I say this, this story matters. So listen. There were two brothers. One lived on the other side of the earth, and the other one lived on the other side of the earth. One lived up north, one lived down south. When winter would come, For the north, south was sunny as all get out. When winter came for the south, the north was as hot as a devil's breath. But both brothers, technically you would say should be believing in the same thing. Well, not necessarily. See, One brother he didn't really celebrate Christmas. As a matter of fact, he was a man of business. He was a man of doing his job. He made sure, okay, all his ducks was in a row. He provided for his family, made sure they had enough to eat, made sure they had a nice roof over their head to sleep, made sure his kids had school clothes and all that. He focused on making sure that he did the right thing by his children. 
His wife never needed anything. She never wanted anything. She knew her husband was always going to be there for her. Well, as luck would have it, on the other side of the earth, the other brother was doing so much of paying attention to what the other brother was doing and trying to live the other brother's life that he was copying off his brother and doing everything. He went and tried to meet a woman the same way that his brother did. And he met one. But come to find out, the woman wasn't what he thought she was. She acted kind and acted like she loved him until she found out how much money he had in his account. When she found that out, oh, things changed. Things changed. All of a sudden, she wanted a piece of that moolah. So she had been pressing on him for them to get married. Even though he's like, I don't even know you like that, and you know. But then she kept saying, well, think about it. She knew that he wanted to be better than his brother. And she would keep saying, if we get married, you'll be the first one out of your whole family to get married. He liked the sound of that. Now, the other brother on the other side of the earth, up north, we're going to call him north, and we're going to call the other brother south. Now, the brother, brother north, right? Brother north, see, he wasn't worrying about all that. Brother north knew he had a good woman. And when him and his woman was ready to be married, they would be married. They would go out and date and... At the time, they had no kids. So, when the time was right, he knew, okay, he'll, everything happens when it's supposed to. See... The other brother was a good, faithful servant of God. And God told him when to do things. The other brother, on the other hand, was paying so much attention to what the other brother was doing. South was paying so much attention to what North was doing. That guess what? He didn't pay attention to the fact that North... so much attention to what North does that he didn't realize that North was listening to God and doing what God told him to do. South on the other hand just decided to go ahead and copy and copy and copy. So you know what happened? North was told by God now it's a good time for y'all to have a kid and he had one. South saw that and he tried to pressure the woman into having a child but she said wait a minute no, no, no. If we have a child, that child going to suck up all our money. She made it known. That honestly, she cared more about the money than she did him. You we don't want to have kids yet. They're going to suck up all your money. Let's get married first. He said, yeah, that's, that's all well and good. But 
I'm gonna be honest. I want to. I want. I want to really focus on having a kid right now. She knew if she didn't convince him and do what he said, she wasn't gonna be able to touch that money. Then she realized they have a kid that's more money they can get in their pocket. And she said, okay, baby, let's have a kid. So when North had his kid, South had his kid. North listened to God and waited. And about three years later, North said, God told North, North, it's time for you to be wedded. At the time, South was paying so much attention to what North was doing, he didn't know that the woman was cleaning his account out. She was buying fancy robes and buying the child nice clothes, and she had planned the agent strategy after she took all his money. North finally got married, and then South decided, hey, baby, what do you say we get married? And she said, well, I don't need to marry your black tail. And he said, why? She said, I already cleaned your account out. All that money you was getting for this child, I've been pocketing. I got it all now. I need to marry you. I marry you, you get it back. No. Toodles. And she left. South didn't understand. He had did everything that North did. Why is it that his life turned out better, but his turned out to be crap? Well, as luck would have it, he called North up and he said, Hey, North, I'm just baffled. Why is life going so good for you? North told him, he said, let me tell you why. Life is going good for me because I waited on the Lord and I wanted to hear what the Lord was telling me. He said, so, I don't understand. He said, well... You know, God or Allah, whichever language you want to speak. He said, he told me to wait patiently, and I did. And now I have things as far as I can see. On the day that my wife and I married, I got a promotion for my job. Go figure, one of the people that was there at the wedding happened to know my boss. And spoke to my boss about getting me a promotion. I got promoted at my job. South said, yeah, well, you know, my boss, he sent me a gift. He said, well, my boss sent me a gift with a new, with a bigger paycheck and a better job. So, uh, boss man sent me, boss man sent me, boss man sent me, uh, he sent me, uh, he said, South, have you really been just copying off of my life this entire time? I said, well, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, uh, not exactly. I'm working at my own type of job I like that's in my career field. But, South, I've been working in my career field for almost 20 years. I've mastered my craft. I can start my own business. Well, I could, uh, I could, uh, I just, I just moved into my own house. Well, South, I already moved into my own house. As a matter of fact, my wife and I are about to move out. And with that promotion, I'm making enough that I can actually go buy me a house. Well, I, well, I, well you know, I, I already had the money to, to, to buy the house. Okay, that's good. But 
it seems like to me you're focusing more on what I'm doing than you focusing on what you need to do with your life. Soft decided he was going to take it down. If you're black, you know what I mean. He was going to take it down. Well, guess what, North? That's the main reason why the family support me and you ain't got nobody. North said, I actually got more than you. I got Allah, the Father above, the grand creator of all things. He has anointed me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet and called me blessed in everything that I do. I don't need anybody else. I got a wonderful wife and we got a kid on the way. Now we're moving into a brand new house and I'm hearing you just moved into your apartment. You're living in an apartment where you're paying the monthly, monthly rate. I'm living in a house where I'm paying the mortgage. I thought you told me you was going to leave out of mama house and that you was going to be living in a house house where you was going to be paying the mortgage. How'd that work out for you? South was livid, man. Well, you know what, North? You know what? You're no good. Sun gun. I don't need you. Whatever. And he hung up the phone. He was mad, bruh. Mad because North was living a good life. Couldn't believe it. See, the one thing you didn't know, though, was that North was paying attention to what South was doing, too. He started getting into a tussy about everything that South had. Then he realized, great is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And that I am blessed with everything that I touch and I do. That Allah has called me great because I'm a faithful listener and I am anointed with knowledge. And knowledge is power. It is the ultimate power. Before you can load up a gun and pull the trigger, you can outsmart your enemies and get them to be on your side. Many of great battles have been won with knowledge. You want to know the main reason why Alexander the Great was such a good strategist? Because Alexander the Great could read the battlefield. He didn't need to, out, he didn't need to outpower his enemies because some enemies he fought was bigger than him. No, he outsmarted them. You don't know how David defeated Goliath? David was a good strategist and a good mathematician. He knew exactly where to sling the rock that would hit Goliath in a pressure point in his head, right near his frontal lobe that would cause him to fall. Most people don't break it down like that, but let's be real. Science, science proved that that's exactly what he did. I ain't going out. See? <laughs> See right here, this is the knowledge. This is the knowledge that you should be learning. This is the knowledge you should be taking into your system. Not the knowledge of what someone else is doing. Focus on you and run your race. That person may have the upper hand against you and may have things against you that, they, that you do not. But do understand, in due time, things are going to come your way. That you will gain. And at the end of the day, you will have it all. He will put you atop that mountain where you will be amongst kings and queens. And you'll be looking down upon the valley. 
Remembering that's where you used to be. And thankful for where he puts you. Ah, see, see, <laughs> see, 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 right here, right here. See, they don't, they don't teach you that. They don't fill your spirit with that. There's no church that can give you this type of anointing. There's no church that can give you this type of understanding. This is raw, potent knowledge. Now listen up. A lot of us have done nothing but try our hardest to be better than everybody else. We've tried our hardest to do what we can to be better than the other people, the people who used to always get the best of us. But let me tell you, this is how you outsmart your enemy. You gain the knowledge that they don't have. Because, see, the reason why they have what they have right now is because they were not, they're not smart enough to have it later on. See, in due time, things come full circle. You know, I learned. I learned a long time ago. That we can go right ahead and worry so much about what we don't have. And then when we finally do get it, we so focus on what we don't have that we don't know what to do with it once we have it. See? <laughs> see, 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 I'm going to tell you, I woke up on Christmas Day and I had a smile on my face. I was glad to celebrate Christmas with my children and I was glad to celebrate Christmas with my wife. But you see, the one thing that most people don't understand is the fact that, yes, I was happy to wake up on Christmas Day, but I was happy because I knew I had love right by my side. She was there staring at me in my eyes with those beautiful brown eyes of hers. She kissed me and said, good morning. And I'm going to tell you this now. That love is better than any love in the world. So often do people believe they found love and then find out that love don't want them anymore. Because love comes with a dollar sign. My woman came into my life when I was penniless and broke. And she still loved me. She told me straight flat to my face. I don't give a damn about that. I want you because I love you. I don't care how much you got in your bank account. I can make that shit in my sleep. That's exactly what she said. See, the thing is, we rarely find those people who are truly, genuinely loving people. I'm going to tell you guys another story. There were these two brothers. One name was Jacob. And we're going to name the other one Isaac. No, this is not a Bible story. So, Jacob and Isaac were identical twins. Jacob knew what he wanted to do in life. Isaac did not. Isaac was a loafer. Jacob knew what type of woman he wanted. Isaac, well, that boy played the field. (laughs) But he got his, though. Jacob would go around helping others, doing kind for others. And though people took advantage of him the quickest they could, Isaac, on the other hand, was stingy. Isaac made more money than Jacob. And Isaac had everything. He had every nickel and dime a man could ever see. But he was stingy with his money. 
every time he did anything kind, someone had to pay him back double what he put out. Jacob, on the other hand, he made cash, he made money, but Jacob would do things kind for others and would not expect nothing back. (laughs) Jacob, one day, was leaving his mom's house and he was walking down the street. He was going to the store because the next door neighbor, she needed a bag of mulch. Now, Jacob didn't have a car, but he told her, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get you a bag of mulch. She did not have the money for the mulch. Jacob said, I can sacrifice some money for my check. I'll get you some mulch. And he went down to the hardware store to go get her some mulch. Now, if you don't know about bags of mulch, bags of mulch weigh almost close to 50 pounds. So can you imagine carrying that all the way back to your house, all the way from the hardware store? Yeah, um, no, it is it's not a fun day. Jacob gathered that mulch, put it on his back, and Jacob carried that mulch all the way back to the neighbor's house. Isaac was leaving his mom's house. Isaac's mom said, hey, can you do me a favor? Me and your father, we need a brand new blender. I would go get it today, but my back is hurting. I got to take my medicine. Can you go get it? Isaac said, sure. She said, all right, well, I need you to go do it now because I need it in the next 15 minutes. I'm making some pies. And he said, all right. Now, of course, Isaac took his merry old damn time. He left the house, got into his Lamborghini, and drove off. While Isaac was driving, he see Jacob walking up the street carrying a bag of mulch. He said, you want to ride, brother? He said, yeah, I would love it. He said, all right, brother, MTA right over there. <laughs> and pulled off. Son of a gun. Jacob kept carrying his bag of mulch, got up there to the neighbor's house, dropped it off at the neighbor's house, and the woman said, thank you so kindly. You're such a good boy. He said, well, I try to be. (laughs) While he was standing there, he noticed the neighbor had a very beautiful daughter. And she saw that Jacob caught her daughter's eye. And she said, yes, that's my daughter. Would you like to come in for some tea? He said, I would love to. He came in for some tea and all three of them sat down and she introduced her daughter to him. They began to talk and share jokes and share laughs. She knew Jacob was smitten. And she had a plan to set the two of them up. Isaac was driving Jacob got dressed while he was in the house and he got on the bus and he went to work. Isaac was about 20 minutes late for work. He showed up to work, goes to his boss and say, hey, boss man. Boss man said, Isaac, where in the Shaka Zulu have you been at? Isaac said, oh, yeah, I had to get a blender for my mops and I dropped it off. 
but I'm here. Boss man said, all right, well, you know, Isaac, you one of my best. All right, get to work. I said, okay, let me go clock in. It took Isaac 30 minutes to clock in. He was already 20 minutes late. Then it took him 30 minutes to clock in. So he didn't get started and was been there at the job basically for an hour or doing nothing. Now, here's the worst part. He didn't get paid for the extra minutes that he was late. Because he didn't clock in. Fools rush in. That's all I'm saying. So Jacob, he got to work early. Boss man saw him and said, hey, Jacob, come on in. He said, I'll clock you in right now. Jacob was a whole hour early for work. He said, I'll clock you in and let you get that extra hour. He said, thanks, boss. And Jacob got right to work. Jacob did so good at his job, the boss was thinking about promoting him. He said, oh, man, look at Jacob. Look at Jacob. He making my business money. Love that man. Isaac was a loafer, remember? So when customers would come in, you know what Isaac did? How can I help you? Well, that type of attitude, can you? Look, you want my help or not? I think I'll figure it out on my own. Okay. You're lost. What are you doing, Isaac? Said the boss man. Isaac said, well, I'm doing my job, boss. I can't help if these customers got an attitude. Boss man knew you can't actually fault that logic because after all, it's true. When customers come in, some of them got attitudes. You can't change them. They just your dollar sign. That weekend, Jacob is in the house and him and his brother watching TV. And Jacob said, how did work go, Isaac? Isaac said, man, I'm the star of my job. How do you think it went? What kind of question is that? He said, I just asked a question, bro. He said, how did work go for you? Oh, it went, you know, it went real good. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, so... You think I could borrow the car this weekend? Because I got a nice date. Borrow my Lamborghini? <laughs> you better catch the MTA. Jacob said fine. He had just gotten paid anyway. Took his money. Put it in his pocket. Went to ATM and got him some bus fare. That weekend, he meets the girl. Right at the neighbor's house. He thought he was going over to the neighbor's house to help her with some yard work. She said, my daughter needs to go up to the mall to go and get a couple of things for me. You think you can go with her? I wouldn't trust her with anybody else. He said, sure, because Jacob was a nice guy. He said, sure. So he took her up there to the mall, not realizing that the mother set them up on a date. The daughter had a little extra change in the pocket. He had some extra change in his pocket. While they were out, she started chit-chatting and talking about how she always wanted to go see the movie that was over there at the local theater. He said, hey, we got some time. You want to go catch a movie? She said, sure. So they went to go see a movie together. As they went to go see the movie together, they really started chit-chatting and really started getting to know each other. 
Before you know it, one little date to the movie theater turned into several dates to the movie theater. And eventually, they ended up dating each other for two to three months. Well, of course, Isaac over here in the Jacob now has a girlfriend. Isaac said, wow, you're basically penniless, broke tail, got a girl. <laughs> Please. Snub as he was, he knew he can get whatever girl he wanted because he had a lot of money. So Isaac decided he saw a nice pretty woman. He wanted to go talk to her. He pulled over, spoke to her and said, how are you? And she said, how are you doing? Then she said, while she was sitting in his car, so you got a place of your own? We could maybe go back to your place and talk. He said, no, I live with my mom's. She got out that car quick. <laughs> Jacob, at the time, Isaac didn't know that with the woman that he had just recently met, they had saved up some money together. After that whole year of being together, they were ready to move out of his mom's house. So she moved out of her mom's house and he moved out of his mom's house and they started living together. The neighbor also helped them by giving them a little bit of extra cash to move into this nice apartment. He didn't expect it, but she did it out of the kindness of her heart. So, more of the story is this. You can go right ahead and make fun of what somebody else has and go ahead and mock what someone else has. But nine times out of ten, you're going to be the one getting the short end of the stick at the end of the day. Isaac was Jacob's brother. Instead of loving his brother and supporting his brother and being there for his brother, no. Where Jacob did this all his life for his brother, Isaac fell short. And that's the main reason why Isaac was still living at his mother's house for the next 30 years of his life up until she died. And Jacob had a place of his own, finished college and ended up becoming a big success. Everybody in the city started talking about him. Isaac, on the other hand, thought that, oh, because he finished and had two degrees, that meant he was showing up something but could not find a job in his career field. Every time he kept finding one, he kept getting fired. Or he found the lousy one that didn't pay much. Well, push come to shove. You know? So remember this, beloved. I'm going to leave you with this. Don't worry about anybody else. Focus on you. Run your race. Do what you got to do. Focus on you. Be a great version of you. Because nine times out of ten, whoever you're trying to be better than, they're going to fall short anyway. Thank you guys for all your time today. Jumbo out. Everybody that's a bully. And as alaikum to each and every one of you.